I'm Courtney. And this is Madison. We're striving to know, love, and serve God where we are with what we have. If you are too, join us. Hey y'all, this is Madison. Thank you for joining us for this pre-season collection of episodes. We are going to be introducing ourselves and also crawling to the cross to you guys. And so we just appreciate you tuning in and having a listen. Today we're going to listen to Courtney share about her testimony and what God has done in her life. Next week I will share and then the following week we'll talk about crawling to the cross, what it is, why we started it, our hopes and dreams and expectations that we have for it, um, and then also what you guys can expect as listeners. So thank you for tuning in. Um, so for me, again, grew up in the Christian home, um, but again, it was very legalistic. It was not, I never at any point was pointed to the importance of the relationship with God. Um, it seemed more of, you know, in order to get to heaven and be saved, you had to do X, Y, and Z to stay good, if that makes sense. Um, oh, can I interrupt for a minute? Yeah, absolutely. Did you think that you, like, did you think if you fell out of disfavor with God by doing that, that you weren't going to go to heaven? Well, the theory in my home was once you're saved, you're saved. Um, so it almost didn't matter what you did. It was just more of a, you know, well, you don't, you shouldn't do these things because then I think that it was more of if you screw up, then God's going to be mad at you. But once you're saved, you're saved. So it really didn't make sense, to be honest. It was it was very confusing as a child. So as you could see, I had this very confusing view of God. Like, honestly, it was more of a, well, crap, I don't want to screw up because I don't want him mad at me in a more of a shameful run and hide from God view that I had instead of a loving, embracing, I'm going to meet you right in your sin and love you exactly where you're at and who you are right now. And I will do the work in you and through you and mm. bring you to me. So I never understood that about Christ um, and about God and his love for us. That was beautiful, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> like, it makes me want to cry. Aww. Um, so I think the biggest thing was my grandmother, my dad's mom, she got really sick. Um, and, I mean, she was my world. I grew up in a broken home. Parents were divorced. It was nasty, ugly. Um, and so my grandma was kind of my safe space and I was six years old and, um, she had a rare liver disease and the only surgeon that could come do her surgery while he was on his way, he died in a plane crash. And, um, my grandma, I guess, believed in God, um, but she was not saved. So like her eternity was not set. (laughs) Um, well it was, but it wasn't going to heaven. Um, and her best friend, the day before she died, went and had a long conversation with her. And my grandma accepted the gospel and accepted Christ as her savior. And um, she ended up passing like the next day. And my whole world was just broken. I mean, she was my everything. She was the love that I needed. Um, and she was my only constant safe space. And, um, so I was really mad at God when she died. I literally told him I hated him (laughs) because I couldn't understand 
how a loving God would allow that to happen. And so the weeks passed and God really pursued me at six years old. And um, I guess really the years passed. <laughs> um, and I think I was about 10 years old. I don't remember the day either. Um, but I just remember that um, the pastor was preaching and the same woman actually that led my grandmother to Christ prayed with me and led me to Christ. So that was kind of neat. And, um, you know, but in order for me to get saved before I could, I had to prove um, that I was ready to be saved by making sure I was behaving, pro- you know, appropriately. Um, it Again, back to that legalistic, um, I couldn't screw up. There was no room for error. And that was hard because at 10 years old, I mean, you're going to, you're going to mess up. (laughs) So even today, yeah, even today you're going to mess up all have sinned. Um, so after, uh, I proved, I guess that I was worthy enough for salvation. Um, and now this was not my church teaching this. I do want to clarify that. Um, this was just, um, more the belief in the home that I was in and, or my home. So once I finally deemed worthy to be saved, um, I did go down, I did that, and I followed that up with baptism. And I know without a shadow of a doubt, I meant it because I just, I wanted so badly to be loved. And every time the preacher talked about God, I just saw his love. And that is what captivated me about God, even in the anger and the hurt of taking my grandma. Um, I just, I don't know, I was captivated by that. And I just, I wanted that love. And so, um, did it, got saved, got baptized, high five, you did the thing, you're going to heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Boom, done. (laughs) Check off the list, we good to go. Um, And unfortunately, after that, it was dead, like there was no growth, no one ever came alongside me and said, get into the word, let me help you, I want to teach you, like, let me show you who God is. Um, I did not have that, and so unfortunately... um, there was, it was just dead. That's, it was stagnant and, um, there was no forward movement towards Christ. Um, so about 14 years old, I moved to Florida with my mother. Cause again, parents were divorced and got in with the wrong crowd. Imagine that at 14. <laughs> so, um, I really drifted hard. Um, you know, alcohol, partying, you name it, you know, any boy that would give me attention, I grabbed for it. Um, and I really wasn't, I was just lost. I was completely lost. I was, you know, a sheep that had wandered. And honestly, that is when my view of God was, I knew he was there. Um, but I felt so much shame in the sin that I was living in because of the way I was told who God was in my home. So I just kind of like you felt like, it's a lost cause. I'm not, he could never love me. I'm too much of a screw up. And so at that point, I'm kind of that kind of person where if I met, you know, once you're already like far enough, that rebellious, like, oh, well, forget it. Let's just make it worse, you know? (laughs) So I'm like, oh, well now. Um, And so finally I met um, my now husband, our junior year. um, And we both, by the time our senior year, we were just kind of done with the partying. We were done with, um, all just all of it we just it, there was such an emptiness in it and people that claimed to be my friend you know once I gave all that up you know where were they at <laughs> so um and then finally honestly what really did it was 
God just would not stop. He pursued me hard. And the biggest thing he got me with, honestly, I think was trying to tell me how much he does love me. Like each time I would mess up, it would, I would just feel that shame and that guilt. And it was almost like a grace that would just rush over me each time. Like, I love you. You're not too messy for me. And, um, so anyways, we got into, Calvin and I got into, um, a really bad argument one night because he. I just did not want this to be my life anymore. And I remember like sitting on my bedroom floor crying and I wanted God so badly. Um, and I actually, funny enough, called my dad and he was, I was like, I'm scared to pray. Like I've, I'm too far gone. Like I can't. And he told me that that was the devil and we are never too far gone and that I needed to stop and pray right then and there. And honestly, I'm so thankful for that moment because I did. And, um, I was like, this is it. I'm done. And so, um, we started going to church, uh, and it was great. And then we found like, it almost seemed as if the, um, just going to church wasn't enough. Yeah. Like God made it very clear. Yes, this is great, but still I want a relationship with you and you're not pursuing me. I mean, I would read my new Testament over and over again. <laughs> um, but I still was missing a huge gap and I still didn't fully grasp who he was. Um, and so my husband got discipled a few years after we joined the church and he was 180 turn, like completely different man, um, answered the call to, uh, become a youth pastor. So he's in seminary for that. Um, and then there I was in the background, bitter and angry because, oh, that's great. He's growing, but what about me? You know? Um, and so right before COVID hit, our church offered a discipleship, um, class type pairing. Um, and so I have found out through the grapevine because you kind of had to know people to, you know, um, know people to know. And so thankfully I knew the people and, uh, I just wanted to grow so bad. I was so desperate for God. And, um, thankfully the Lord opened that up. And so I was paired and then COVID hit. So it's everything stopped. And the woman that I was paired with reached out to me and was just like, hey, even though this is happening, I will so meet you at a coffee shop. And so we did. We moved forward in that. Um, and again, I still was missing a huge gap because I had not yet even started to read the Old Testament. Um, and so finally, I went through a really bad season of anxiety, um, especially at work as a nurse, um, seeing so many people die. Um, I just, I don't know, God just opened my eyes and I realized like, I don't want this to be my home. Like I want heaven. I want to be with God. Like not in the sense of saying like, Oh, I'm going to off myself. No, <laughs> it was more of like, this can't be it. Like this can't be life. Like this, there's gotta be more. And so, um, I met up with her cause I just was, I, I couldn't sleep. It was terrible. And um, she asked me if I ever looked at the characteristics of God and do I know who he is? And I realized, no, I didn't. And that night I went home and that whole week I just struggled. And God made it very clear to me, um, I could only choose one God. It was either him or the world. I either needed to be all in or this was it, all out. Like I can't keep living this toxic cycle of checking the box. He wanted my heart and he was pursuing it. And so by the end of the week, I decided, okay, I, I love God and he loves me and let's go. We're going to move forward. 
And so um, I he started me in Genesis. And so I just and that's where it all began. Amen. <laughs> and, and then I met y'all not long after that. And you guys just really compelled me to dig into the word and not just take it for face value. Like, OK, why? Tell me. Show me in the Bible where, when, how, you know, and learning the importance of grasping the context and realizing that scripture is one big story pointing to the redemption through Christ and um, of all creation. And so, yes, I my view of God now is he is a personable God and he wants your heart. He wants a relationship with you. Um, it's not about checking the box. He doesn't want the box. He wants you. And so in knowing that he can meet us in our mess, I mean, I just my view of God now is so freeing and knowing that um, he's not this grumpy, old, angry God. You know, yes, there is a wrath. Yes, there is an anger, but he is slow to anger and abounding in love and um, and faithful love. And so. Um, yeah, I would say my my relationship with him is finally real. And um, it's like I can't get enough of growing in him and knowing more of who he is, his heart. Um, I mean, it's just a beautiful, beautiful. And um, I'm so thankful that he didn't stop and he didn't give up. I love that so much. Um, I love, I don't know just like you said, like the messiness, like your mm-hmm. messiness. And I love that, you know, I'm sure that you could go down a list and say like, these are the ways that my dad failed. Like I had really good parents and I can make that list and my kids are making their list about right. all the ways that I fail. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that you did see Christ in him mm-hmm. and that you called him that night and that he did speak the truth yeah. to you um, mm-hmm. to pray and that that God used him as a vessel to woo you to himself. So that is so cool. As you're talking and like, I can see you, like your face is lighting up and your eyes are lighting up. I just love it so much because I don't know. You're just like one of those girls on a rom-com who's like so in love and live happily ever after. But the difference is we really will with God. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Okay. So, all right. That's a little bit about our backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Um, where we came from, where we are now, what God is doing in us. And um, I did just want to kind of like rewind a little bit because you, Courtney, said, and that's when I met y'all. Oh, yes. yes. So let me just, y'all, God has been so good. He's like doing something. I don't know. He's like weaving a story and like, where are some of the threads? I don't know. Um, So I was really changed by reading through my Bible cover to cover, like super duper changed. And um, I wanted other people who had not had that experience to have it Mm -hmm. and to give God an opportunity to speak to them and to show them who he was through his word. And so I really wanted to lead that reading plan Mm -hmm. um, like through church and was denied. Like I think because of COVID, I'm not really sure why the reasons were, but it was still kind of like happening or whatever. Mm So um, that got denied, and I was like, God, what now? Because he was telling me to do it, Um, and he was like, well, just don't meet at church. And I was like, okay. So I met in a coffee shop, and I just, like, put out on Instagram, like, this is what we're going to do, and one person showed up, Mm -hmm. and it was Maria. And I already knew Maria Martin because we had sat together at, um, like, table discussions for some of the other Bible studies that I had already mentioned. And um, some weeks, other people would come, but, like, 
it was mostly just me and Maria. And there were times like kids were sick and she would like pop on the computer and we'd FaceTime or whatever to talk through it. And it was so encouraging to me that number one, she even showed up, but then also just to have somebody to discuss what we had read that week. It was just so edifying for me. And then on Good Friday, and it was her birthday, we went to the beach because my kids were out of school and we went to the beach and she said, I met this girl. You're going to love her. She said, she's like us, but she's fun like you. And I was like, okay. She's like, she loves the Lord like us, but she's fun like you. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, I know you know her. It's Calvin's wife. And I was like, I don't know Calvin. Um, But it turns out I did remember you like from past Bible studies, but I don't know. I couldn't fit you in with the description of Calvin's wife. So anyway, so Courtney started coming to TBR, the coffee shop, and I feel like the rest is history. I know. The rest is history. I was just so thankful for you doing that because it seems so scary, right, to read the Old Testament. And it seems as if nowadays it's viewed as, oh, well, that's the Old Testament. Like, we don't live by that. We don't need that. And it's so sad to me that the devil has a, has deceived so many. And I think that's why I'm so excited as well about this podcast is to encourage women. Like, it doesn't have to be scary. It's so practical. It's so easy to just, like, give go sit in the chair or wherever, listen while you're working out, and just get into the entire word um, and growing and learning into who God is. And so... Just having you guys encourage me, I really needed that, that accountability um, and just that practicality of seeing, you know, kind of like with you seeing that mom teach the class. Um, I needed to be able to see that this is totally doable. For and a regular person. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was, God knew I needed it and I'm thankful for y'all. So as we're talking, I'm kind of like realizing something and I'm going to share it and you can tell me if your experience is the same. And I think, I think it might be just based on what you've already said, Mm -hmm. but my whole entire theology was built around the gospel Mm -hmm. that I was told and the gospel that I was told started out with me being a sinner. Yes. And so it was me centric and not God centric. Mm. It was sin centric and not redemption and restoration centric. There were just a lot of, you know, it just, it wasn't good. Like it wasn't accurate. Those things are true. Like I am a sinner, but I think when you start in the beginning with Genesis and you learn that Mm -hmm. number one in the beginning, God. Like, this is a story about God. Mm -hmm. This is a life about God. The gospel is primarily about God. Um, And I think just that one small, I probably shouldn't call it small, but just that one shift Mm -hmm. in my understanding of who God was and how he works in people really changed my theology. Did you have a similar experience? I would agree 100% with that. 100% with that. And I think for me, coming from my background in the home that I came from, you know, that we're a sinner, you know, attitude was, which again, yes, we all have sinned and fallen short. Um, it gave me a shame mm-hmm. and it, and I do agree. I think that it labels us and we need to shift that focus back onto God mm-hmm. in the beginning, as you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus and why we were still sinners. He died for us. Yeah. All right. Well, I think the next thing to do would be to record about exactly what is crawling to the cross, why we decided to start it. Um, 
particularly like how did it become an idea? Why did we decide to make it a reality? And then what listeners can expect and what hopes and dreams we have yeah, from it. Great. So again, 